Welcome to Passage to Wonderland, literary passages to complete your day. Liv Green is a mom of two, barely making ends meet as a maid. She's also a lover of books and dreams of one day becoming a writer. So Liv considers herself incredibly lucky when she gets a housekeeping job with best-selling author Essie Starling. In this excerpt from The Messy Lives of Book People by Phaedra Patrick, Liv and Essie are getting to know each other a little better. The marble worktop was covered with tiny paper plates displaying triangles of sandwiches and pastel-hued cakes. The sweet smell of vanilla made Liv's stomach growl. There was a china floral teapot and matching cups and saucers. A bottle of champagne sat in a silver wine cooler. Ah, Olivia, Essie said, taking a slow sip of her tea. You've decided to grace me with your presence. Liv thought this was a bit rich, coming from someone who had vanished without saying goodbye to her last time. Sorry I'm late, she said, running a hand through her hair and feeling knots of paint. I got way late at another job. I'll wash my hands and get to work. Essie's eyes followed her around the kitchen as she ran the tap and lathered up soap. I'll start with the bathrooms first, Liv said. The author wrapped her fingers around her vintage teacup. Have you lunched already? she said. Liv shook her head. I've not had the chance. I forgot my sandwiches. Essie pursed her lips together and thought. You may help yourself to refreshments, if you wish. Liv froze. Essie offering her food was a pinch-me moment. Surely she wouldn't feed and then fire her. Her first instinct was to politely refuse, but her stomach gave a groan so loud it sounded like thunder. She was also feeling faint after skipping her breakfast. There's too much for one person, and I abhor food waste, Essie said. Your hesitation just wastes my time and yours. Well, maybe just a little something, Liv said. She picked up a cream cheese and cucumber sandwich and cupped her hand under it as she ate. The bread was as delicate as rice paper. Do use a plate, Olivia. Essie sighed and removed her glasses, nodding toward one. And sit down. I can't stand people hovering around me like tsetse flies. As Liv pulled out a stool, Essie poured her a flute of champagne, but left her own glass empty. Is this a special occasion? Liv asked, taking a sip. The bubbles popped against her nose, making her feel like giggling. Aren't you joining me? Essie placed a hand on her stomach. I'm not very hungry. Her expression didn't alter. It's the publication day for Few and Far Between in the U.S. today. The afternoon tea is a treat from my publisher. Wow, congratulations, that's so special. Liv sighed to herself at how rewarding being a writer must be. Essie looked around her as if noticing the spread for the first time. Yes, I suppose it is. They sent things a day late last year. How difficult is it to get a date correct? It looks like the Mad Hatter's Tea Party in Alice in Wonderland, Liv said. Essie hmmed. Perhaps. 
But the Hatter tells Alice he is always having tea because the Queen of Hearts sentenced him to death. Yes, because he sang to her, and she claimed he murdered time, Liv added. Essie's left eyebrow twitched upward, as if both surprised and impressed. She nibbled on a scone and then pushed it away. Did you inherit your love of books from your family? Liv nodded. I read with my parents all the time. I'd love to have studied English at uni, but... She pressed her lips together and glanced away. She'd read somewhere Essie hadn't gone to university either and liked to think it was something they had in common. I think I told you my dad was a professor. He taught English at Manningham University. Mmm, yes, I think so. Essie looked down and distractedly folded a napkin. She focused on it for a long time. Liv thought she'd lost her attention until the author looked up again. Books must be in your blood, Essie said. Liv liked the way that sounded. She was too embarrassed to tell Essie that she'd always wanted to write and had a couple of partially finished novels in her bedside cabinet at home that she'd never shown to anyone or how she'd secretly taken a creative writing course but had dropped out after a fellow student tore her story to shreds in front of the whole class. The instructor had said she was talented and should stay, but the uninvited criticism ripped Liv's confidence apart. She wanted Essie to know that cleaning didn't make her leap out of bed in the morning with glee. She had left school when she was 16, not because she wasn't motivated or unintelligent, but because she needed to help out her mom, both financially and around the house. Furthering her studies hadn't been an option. At the same time Essie was popping champagne corks for her debut book deal, Liv was walking down the aisle in a secondhand wedding dress. Mac arrived when she was 22, still young enough to attract disapproving stares on the maternity ward. As a girl, cleaning was something Liv used to do with her mom. They sang together as they squeezed grapefruits and mixed the juice with salt. Domestic work was the obvious option when Liv needed work. Being able to spot fluff behind a radiator, a drop piece of Lego, a lost earring, or stray biscuit crumbs, in the same way a shark might detect fresh blood, was an art form Liv had mastered. She didn't say any of this to Essie. I've always loved reading, Liv said instead. When I was seven or eight years old, I remember going to the local park. All the other kids were playing on the slide in the swings. They were laughing and having fun, and I stood alone wondering where the word roundabout came from. I thought I must be a bit weird. Essie dabbed her mouth with a napkin. I can relate to that. You can, Liv said, delighted. I always knew I wanted to write, just as some people know they want to be nurses or police officers, Essie said. You need formal training for those vocations, but with writing, you need an idea for a story and the resolve to get on with it. Books don't write themselves. Liv's neck pinkened at her own incomplete work. I used to read under the covers using a torch at night, and I studied the acknowledgments in each book to see who the writer had thanked. All those names of agents and publishers seemed like a secret society I wanted to sneak into. I suppose I just see it as work. Essie gazed above Liv's head for a while, her chin tilted, 
as if deciding on something. Perhaps you could take on some extra tasks for me, she said. Yes, Liv said immediately. Essie fixed her with a bemused stare. I haven't told you what they are yet. Would you be interested in assisting me with my character, Georgia Rory? Me? Liv pressed a hand to her chest. She felt her heart beating hard. How? After reading my review, you observe that Georgia is a little... stuck. I'd like your input. Liv tried not to nod her head too many times. Wow, she thought to herself. Was this really happening? Essie wanted her help with her books? She ignored Jake's voice when it dropped into her head, urging her to ask for a pay increase. Although she could really use one, it felt cheeky to ask. She had no idea how much extra work Essie wanted her to do. And this was a golden opportunity to get involved with her favorite book series of all time. It was something others could only dream of. And she wasn't going to spoil it by appearing greedy. She reached for a scone and ate it too quickly. Sure, she said. I should clarify. I've never asked anyone for this kind of help before, Essie said. Not even my assistants. She looked over the top of her glasses, making the task feel even more prodigious. Liv swallowed nervously. That's fine. I understand. Splendid. I'm going away for a night or two, and I shall give it some thought. We can reconvene on Thursday. Essie batted a crumb off her sleeve and put her glasses back on. Now, we should both get back to work. Liv wanted to ask Essie where she was going. She hoped it was somewhere nice, perhaps a luxury spa or a retreat. She had been looking rather pale and thin recently and could do with a break. A writer's work is never done, she quipped. It's an unlikely friendship between Liv, the housekeeper, and Essie, the mysterious and reclusive writer. And it's made even stranger when Essie suddenly dies and leaves an unusual final wish for Liv to fulfill. Yup, the lives of book people can be messy, but then, whose life isn't? That was an excerpt from The Messy Lives of Book People by Phaedra Patrick, published by HarperCollins. Look out for the book's release at the end of May. Thank you for listening to Passage to Wonderland. Until next time, rest easy. Music